Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pilcher. Thanks for having a desire to be your best at work and help your organization achieve success. This podcast is all about actions we can take to improve workplace culture and achieve results, and they're all aligned to our nine principles for organizational excellence. Last week, we focused on leadership fundamentals as essential for managing change. And we said that it's very difficult to manage change unless we have hardwired those leadership fundamentals. So today, I want to focus on the leadership lessons from a virtual world. As we think about where we are, and we can see that we're going to transition back into something that's normal in some way, but, you know, not normal. I picture a light switch. You know, sometimes I think we look at the image of that light switch and we just think we want to turn it on and, uh, you know, it's been off and we just want to flip it and here we are, we'll be back. But that's probably not going to be the case. And I think we all know that it's going to look more like a dial, one of those light switches where there was a dial, you know, and you're just kind of dialing, dialing that back. So our goal as leaders is to support those we serve to move through those phases of return, making sound decisions along the way and learning from all that we have experienced. And so today, I want to really focus on just the core lessons that I've learned and for, want you to think about those lessons that you've learned as well. You know, so as we start, just think through for a few minutes and to yourself, answer this question. What's something you've learned through this time of virtual leadership? What will you keep as we dial back into the next level of the work that we're going to do? And remember, when I talk about leadership, you don't have to be in that leadership position to be a leader. All of us can really take on that leadership role. So here's what I've learned. The 80% emotional, 20% rational approach to organizational excellence is even more critical in times of rapid change. So last week, we talked about making sure we hardwire the fundamentals. And today, we're going to talk about the 80% emotional, 20% rational approach being really significant as we move forward and as we've looked back. It's difficult to have that agility to change if we lack the 80-20 and the leadership fundamentals. Now, let's think back for a few minutes just to, once again, you know, I uh, like to come back to this visual of the elephant and the rider. I think we continue to talk about it. The riders on the elephant, you know, driving or moving that elephant toward a path. And in this visual, you know, one of the visuals, it's a path, but I think there are multiple paths to have that agility to know which path to go to and how to redirect. And you've heard me say, if the elephant and the rider get into an altercation, who would win? And of course, the elephant would. And so the elephant represents the emotion side of our workplace and the writer represents the rational. So that's the 80-20. We have to take care of the elephant to motivate the elephant. That's the 80% so that the writer can be directed and direct the writer is 20%. And then that's the path will shape or reshape or multiple paths. And so that's the 80-20 that I'm talking about. So then I'm going to focus my lessons today more on that 80%. What have I learned around the 80% emotional? Number one, it's turning routines into rituals. And as I go through four of the five of these lessons, I'm going to go ahead and connect you back to a podcast that very specifically focuses in detail on these lessons. This lesson comes from number 146, the ritual that keeps people aligned. So turning routines into rituals. Remember, routines are structured, repeated ways of applying behavior, and we need those routines. 
Rituals, on the other hand, are personal and they instill deeper meaning and represent the attitudes behind a routine. So the routine is important, but the attitude behind the routine really turns that routine into a ritual. Here's what's really significant. We need both. Routines comfort people while the attitude that guides rituals energizes people. So we need to comfort people and energize people. So if we only had routines, we may build comfort, but we don't have the energy within our organizations that's needed to really help us move forward. So it's the connection, the rituals connect our minds and our heart to the work. And so that moves me to the second lesson, which is nurture and energizing workplace. As I think about the connection from lesson one and lesson two, turning routines into rituals so we can build energy back in the workplace, I think back on the daily huddles. Uh, You've heard me really, really focus attention on something that we've implemented and we've worked with our partner organizations to implement the daily huddle. And remember, those daily huddles are just short 20 to 30 minute meetings every day where we're harvesting the winds and connecting to purpose. We have a couple of short announcements and we're discussing the actions of the day and we're asking those critical areas to answer these questions, leaders of those areas to answer these questions. What's up in the next 24 hours? How are we doing on our daily metrics? And where are we stuck? And then when we know we're stuck, we take that area being stuck to our teams to help solve the problem. And we wrap up and we follow up with a positive. So that's a way to build a routine into a ritual that then begins to do move us into lesson two, which is to nurture and energize the workplace. And in this lesson, Please go back to 139. Are we energizing others? Here's what what I've learned in lesson two. It's shifting our thinking from what we want, whether it's team members or leaders of the organization who are leading others through this pandemic and into the future. Shift, Shift thinking about what we want from the organization or what we may want from our leaders, to how we can find the right solutions. Can't tell you the number of times I've been part of organizations where when they open it up for questions, people are asking, well, what about my job? What about my salary? What about the benefit? What about the time off? What about when are we going to do this? When are we going to do that? And so, and what's in it for me? Am I going to be affected? So there's a lot of anxiety and rightfully so. And so if uh, if we can take that anxiety and turn it into helping people find the right solutions, we're going to be better off. Off in the long run. And so one way to do that is to shift our thinking from achieving results to exceeding results. You may say, well, that's crazy. In a time, you know, when we're going through such change and we're just trying to get to the results. That's true, we are. But if we can really focus our attention on what it would take to not only achieve, but to exceed the results, we really begin to build energy back into the workplace because we have to have an army of those problem solvers really working with us in order to help exceed our results. And then what that does is it helps each individual know how they contribute. Our individuals understand what they need to do in order to help us exceed our results. So lesson two, nurture an energizing workplace. Lesson three, focus on the quote customer. When I think about this, I go back to number 150, how we can build strategic agility for continuous change. And when I think about focusing on the customer, it's designing work practices to adapt and respond to customers rather than doing what we think are good ideas. You know, sometimes we just caught into, wow, I really want to do that. I think that's a good idea. But are we doing it a good idea because we think it's a good idea? Are we doing it a good idea because it's what people who we work with and who we work for and serve need really has helped us focus 
focus more on answering that question. What do our customers need and how do we go to where they are as we begin to do the work? Align feedback loops to organizational outcomes focused on the customers rather than just checking off tasks. So we're more interested in looking at that data and having conversations about the feedback than just doing work. Boom, boom, boom. Focus on the value we deliver to customers. And that's the bottom line. As we're looking at how we serve, we focus on the value that we bring. You know, one of the things that we did this past year is in our K-12 environments, we did sample pulse surveys. So we did shorter surveys, aligned questions for employees, students, and parents very quickly so that our school districts could get quick data and they could see how their employees, students, and parents were answering the same types of questions so that they were they would know where they're aligned and where they're misaligned and the actions that they need to take as they roll out those results. And again, that is focusing on what the people that we serve need. And it also, by the way, energizes our workplace as we continue to have conversations about that. Lesson four, remove the armor. This takes us back to podcast 138, take off the armor. You know, removing the armor is where we create a place where employees can share who they are. And, you know, what I said in that, in that podcast is we have to share too. If we're leaders and senior leaders of the organization, it's important for us to share. And those shares are sometimes very serious. And sometimes they're funny. Sometimes they're fun. Sometimes they're light. But that sharing really allows us to get to know people in a whole different way. I uh, have said before, our, my team has always been special to me, but I have great care, concern, and love for the people I work with every day. This has made that even better. Be comfortable with not having all the answers. and we Ask others what they think. This has really helped us. We don't have the answers. And so we really relied on our colleagues and said, hey, I don't know the answer to that. Either, you know, do you have an answer? Do you think you know how to answer that? Or let's pull together some colleagues, some of our team members, and let's, let's pose that question and look at information and ways that we can answer that to come up with a solution. Let's try it. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, let's, let's make those adjustments. And talk about how we feel about the organization's results and why we feel that way. You know, during a time of change, our organizations are going to go up and sometimes they're going to go down. As we're transparently sharing those results, what I've learned is it's just important to attach how we feel about those results as we're sharing those as leaders. And the last lesson that I'll talk about today is be visionary, forward thinking, and aim high. And so this is that idea of not just surviving, but really thriving based on John Cotter's work. We act intentionally to give people confidence and hope. That's what we're hearing right now. We need, when we go back in, for people to have confidence and hope that we can continue to move forward in the most positive way. And we can. And we also need to do that by facing the brutal facts. So we have to have the right keywords at key times with good messaging in order to be able to communicate in ways that builds people's confidence and gives them hope as we're also facing those brutal facts. And here's what I've learned. If we only work off the confidence and hope message, then people begin to lose trust because they know that those brutal facts are there. And if we're not communicating those, then they will perceive that we're not being transparent. The combination of giving confidence and hope and messaging that along with the brutal facts. Provide the framing of the fence to give people direction, but that gives people direction, but also gives them freedom within the fences to become organizational owners and inventors. 
So people want to move toward a direction, but they also want to know, I've learned, they want to know what that direction is and they love it when that direction is visionary and forward thinking and and aims high. So as leaders, as senior leaders, we really have an an obligation to build the framing of the fence so that the individuals in our organizations and our teams really can become owners and inventors within that fence structure. Show how what we do now prepares our organization for the long term. And again, we're probably thinking, man, we're just trying to get through on the short term. Here's what I've learned. As we're working through determining what we do to get through the short term, if we also begin to think about the long term, it begins to make a huge difference. I've spent more time this past year as we're working through how to prepare for what we're reflecting on from the year and going through that change. I've spent more time asking also, and what are we going to be in 2030? What are we going to be in 2040? And what are we going to be in 2050? What do we have to do now that prepares us for that, as well as helping us manage the existing change? I hope this has been helpful to you because I know you've learned lessons as well. But, you know, I just wonder if you'll take a few minutes as you leave here and just ask yourself, you know, what lessons resonated with you? Remember, lesson one was turn routines into rituals. And I hope you'll go back to the podcast and maybe take a few minutes to, to listen to those that dive deeper into these topics. So lesson one, turn routines into rituals. Lesson two, nurture and energize the workplace. And lesson three, focus on the customer. Lesson four, remove the armor. Lesson five, be visionary, forward thinking, and aim high. So as you leave today and ask yourself what lessons resonated with you, also ask yourself, why did they resonate with you? Ask yourself, what lessons have you learned from virtual leadership that you'll apply in the future? And then finally, ask yourself from the lessons you've learned and the five lessons you heard today, you know, what's one thing you'll do differently or more of or change as we begin to move the dial on the light switch? You know, we've heard people say, never waste a good crisis. You know, that's the work that's in front of us because we know we're going to become better on the other side of this, but it's just not going to happen automatically. It's got to be that intentional good work that we do with our teams in order to come out better on the other side. Thank you for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. Please share the podcast with your colleagues. Rate us on iTunes if you'd like and find us on Instagram. If you're looking for more resources related to today's episode, head over to suitereducation.com slash podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles for organizational excellence so that we can be our best at work. Have a great week, everyone.